The following is an extract from the lecture delivered by Harisrup Swami on February 14, 2014, Friday. It is ironic or did he plan it to deliver it on Valentine's Day is a mystery, yet it is worth sharing. It begins as, Without Sankhya, one cannot overcome the miseries of lust, greed, gluttony etc. out of which, we will discuss lust first. Let us first define what lust is. Lust is the mutual attraction between male and female, sexual desire, or the desire to enjoy sexual pleasures. The intention may not be sexual in the beginning, but it lust develops over time. Thus the matter of discussion is, is lust pleasurable or abominable? I wish that anyone and everyone who read this article should honestly think for oneself. Does he or she believe that lust is pleasure or abominable? And as well understand the reason as to why he or she finds it pleasurable or abominable? No need to cheat yourself, if you find it pleasurable, it is okay. Only if you cheat yourself, that in spite of you finding it pleasurable, you convince yourself that it is terrible, and so why do we luxuriate in it? Why do you think of it all the time? It might be that we didn't think of it at the beginning of a relationship, then why did it develop later? It might be that we find it pleasurable with some person and in some conditions, and not otherwise. Whatever it may be, just think of it and honestly find the reason for it. Now, the people who have mixed feeling, that it is sometimes pleasurable and sometimes it feels awful, should also think of it and the reason behind it. Today, if we attempt to convince anyone that lust is abominable, will they accept it? No, absolutely not. Some people say it is the ultimate joy of life, it is the sole cause to exist. Because, if we talk about it being abominable, they'll think we are orthodox and belong to the 18th century. Hashtag modesty in clothing. Nowadays, suggesting modesty in clothing for women or men is also considered orthodox and stupid. People get so offended and call us narrow-minded. They say we are stealing them of their freedom. They often say, why not tell men to take care? The trouble is not with the women, nor the dress that she has on. The problem is in the mind of the men. Why don't you solve that? Well, if you say so. But let us understand this with an analogy. Suppose we have extremely rare and precious diamonds, and we have to keep them with us always. And the whole world knows we hold it and they covet it. Then would we try to convince the robbers, that please don't rob it? Or would we attempt our best to protect it? We would call for every necessary step, and even more, make sure it is safe. Everyone realizes the importance of the protection provided for gold and other wealth and the caution one keeps to make it secure. Will the earth ever be void of robbers? What if we say there is no need to secure it, keep it open? I feel suffocation and my freedom is lost. The problem is not with me, it is with the people, the world, the robbers who covet it. Why don't you preach them it is not good to rob anyone? Does it sound practical? Hence we have modesty in clothing and conduct for women. Hence there are some restrictions for women. Hence, come home on time, keep your elders informed about where you are, don't hang out and get close with men so much. And mind you, men are not liberal either, they have their restrictions too. There is a job for men too. But women being more vulnerable, they are made more aware of their limits, because it is useless considering the earth is free of robbers. Now if a person robbed because of his carelessness, whom do we blame? The robber or the victim? It is us who has to take care of our dignity and integrity, we can't and we shouldn't blame others for our carelessness. So, this discussion is for the person who wants to maintain dignity and integrity and wants to progress spiritually, the rest can have fun and suffer the consequences of it.
Let us discuss a few points, and then one can decide whether lust is pleasurable or abominable. In Vakanamrut Pratham 34, Lord Swami Narayan says, Since the day Bhagavan created this world, he has set it in motion in such a way that he will not have to make an effort again. In fact, he has devised it in such a way that procreation occurs automatically. Men naturally develop affection for women, women naturally develop affection for men, and both naturally develop affection for their children. That is Bhagavan's maya in the form of affection. Even in Gita, Sri Krishna says in 7.11. I am sexual desire not conflicting with virtue or scriptural injunctions. So for the smooth and continuous functioning of the universe, Lord has made this attraction between men and women, and their progeny. If there wasn't sufficient attraction, imagine, why would one undergo the pain of bearing a child and the pain of delivering it? Why would one go through the pains of rasping kids? Why would one go through the struggle of acquiring a partner, maintaining him slash her? Both men and women are equally fed up of each other, yet they don't leave each other. That's the infatuation. Even animals take care of air progeny and even they fight for their desired partner. They don't see the misery and struggle, because there are infatuation and attraction and mutual interest. So the lust for the purpose of reproduction is not a sin. It is actually ordained by the scriptures and is accepted in the society in the form of marriage with all its regulations. Let us discuss where it starts causing a problem. Humans are more sexually active than animals. As compared to animals, humans are extremely sexually active. Animals get active only seasonally and only for the purpose of reproduction, but we Hans are not such. We are always active. If we are not participating in the action, then our mind is full of its thoughts. And then, whatever we see, we find it sexually attractive. Extreme Obsession When one becomes extremely obsessed with it, brilliant students spoil their career because of it. They have spoiled their lives for it. That's the abominable side of lust. Having an attraction is normal, but constant obsession, a constant desire is abominable. Even the person suffering is fed up of it. It isn't restricted to one person. The desire is not satiated by just one person. It wants more and more out of one person, and then it moves on to the next. It is like a predator. Even if one is married, one is attracted to whatever one sees. Even females cheat, it's not just the men. The story Alauddin Khilji and Queen Padmini. Just for fulfilling his desire, two armies fought killing and injuring so many people, so many children orphaned, so many wives widowed. One cannot restrain it even if he knows it can kill him. A carpenter working at an Englishman's home kept looking at his wife again and again. The man warned him to not look. Yet he couldn't stop himself, and at last, he got angry and scooped the carpenter's eyes out by his own tool. One keeps going back to it, even though he has experienced pain and hurt from it. A man in love with a woman, but her parents didn't approve of him. So they beat him up and threw him into a fence of cactus. His whole body was pierced with thorns. It took him six months to recover, yet he went back to meet her the moment he recovered. This time her family killed him and cut his body into pieces. One is never satisfied by it, no matter how much one indulges in it. Even after years of indulging into it, the thirst for it remains. The body has weakened, the head has turned gray, the mouth has become toothless, the old man moves about with his staff. Even then, he does not give up his bundle of hopes and desires. And as one gets older, it increases. Maybe that's old people feel very bad when they are not invited to a marriage, 
this must be the hidden reason for it. A king once ended up marrying the princess he chose for his prince. The sins and the crimes. Incest, sexual relations between near relations, different caste, same sex, and even animals as practices when it goes out of control. Rape, fetishes, sex by force and all other kinds of disgusting stuff is a result of uncontrolled lust. If at anyone comes in way of indulging into it, people hurt, abandon and even kill to fulfill one's desire. So many innocent girls, sons, daughters, wives, husbands, parents, people are killed because of one person's desire for some person. The acid attacks, pimping of innocent girls, small kids' children are kidnapped and are sold in flesh trade, their whole life becomes hell, her agony, her pain are all a result of uncontrolled lust. People even kill themselves, commit suicide if they don't get their desired partner. That's lust in its abominable form. Even if one poor, not able enough to maintain a family, one will still get married and have kids. The wife's life is put into perpetual misery, and the kids grow up envious of other kids. Then to get a good life, they end up getting into criminal activities. It is the biggest obstacle to meet God. The moment we are almost there, or if we have just started, lust knocks us off to ground zero. It is like the snake at 99 in snakes and ladders, the biggest and the worst, it brings us down to zero. Vishwamitra, Shabari, Nirad, Parashar and so many more rishis have fallen due to lust. Hashtag what is wrong in indulging within limits with one's partner for a householder? Nothing is wrong socially. It is dharma. But spiritually, it remains as a barrier to meet God. Because, the moment one realizes the bliss of God, the sexual desire disappears completely. And if one has even a tiny bit of desire for sexual pleasure, then he will never experience God's bliss, not even a glimpse in his dream. So dear people, our opinion, that lust is pleasurable, is just a misconception. It is just abominable. We won't see the misery until we infatuated and attracted to it. The moment the infatuation is gone, all of its abominable nature will be evident to us. May God help us overcome lust. Greater than more than anything else, devotion to God and knowledge and association of true saints, and the grace of true saints and God will help you overcome lust. Having other hobbies will divert your mind, but devotion for God and prayers will purify your mind. The ill effects of lust highlighted by Lord Swami Narayan in Dharmamrut. Bhagwan Sri Hari said, O Muni! Just as an ocean is the source of all water, lust is considered the origin of all vices. Many yogis who had attained the status of Brahm considered the pleasure of women greater than the pleasure of Akshar Brahm. Even the scholars address the assemblies of women under the pretext of spreading bhakti is due to their unquenched lascivious desires. To enjoy the proximity of men, the women falsely opine that there is no difference between Bhagwan and his devotees and serve male devotees willingly. A male guru teaches a female disciple to develop a closer relationship with her and a male disciple seeks a female guru for the same purpose. A man commits adultery with a mother, sister, daughter, a widow and guru's wife due to his unbridled lascivious desires. Even the pious Brahmins are led to prostitutes and women of lowly birth to fulfill their sexual desires. Often a man has sex with another man or animals to fulfill his unrestrained sexual urges. Even the great chagis engage in masturbation like a monkey due to their heightened sexual desires. Fulfillment of lascivious desires with anybody, and at any cost, leads to the bastardization of the population and a breakdown of the varna and ashram system. 
A man kills a woman and a woman kills her husband or father just to remove the so-called obstacles in their pursuits of sexual desires. Even a Brahmin indulges in the consumption of meat and alcohol and speaking lies just to fulfill his lascivious desires. Anger, conceit, jealousy, ego, hypocrisy, brazenness, infamy, infatuation, memory loss and the inability to distinguish between right and wrong are some of the vices which are associated with lust. Indulgence in rampant fulfillment of sexual desires leads to diseases, suicides and untimely deaths followed by the pains of hell and rebirth in lower species such as dogs, donkeys and pigs. One never recovers from the never-ending cycle of death and rebirth for eons. These and many other sins are the direct results of lust. Related Lord Swami Narayan on Brahmacharya